Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. So today I'd like to tell you a story, just tell you a story. So often in the churches and religious institutions of our country, we're so used to people coming and going and letting them go and mentioning two years later, gee, I wonder where Joe is. You know, sometimes there's just not the sense of obligation, connection, community, family that we want. I heard a story here recently that really, really moved me. So I'm not going to use any names, but somewhere in America, uh, towards the east and towards the south, (laughs) there's a nice big black church. And they love each other and they have great ministries. And one of the ministries that's great uh, is the men's ministry. And there's a director of uh, the men's ministry. Let's call him Sam. That's not his name, but let's call him Sam. And he's a volunteer, uh, but he runs a great men's ministry in the African-American community where uh, responsible manhood is so often challenged and where, you know, so many homes are troubled by the absence of a responsible man and so on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, th- this, this man has led these men to be amazing. They're well pastored as well, of course. Uh, the church, uh, you know, really invests in this men's ministry. Uh, but the men have a good time. They go do wild things. They have, they have competitions. They, you know, they do man stuff, sports stuff, all kinds of things. But they really care about each other. They really together father uh, the young men in the church, whether it's their son or somebody else's son, uh, they, they really, really do good things. And, it, and it's almost all due to the energy and the vision uh, and the deep devotion of this man named Sam. Well, what happened was that, uh, as often happens in churches, or occasionally happens anyway, uh, Sam ran into some trouble. There was a new pastor who was brought in. The old pastor left. Um, the vision for the men's ministry was not, not quite the same. Uh, budgets changed, priorities changed, and Sam got offended. Sam got his feelings hurt. Rightly or wrongly, it's not our point for now, Sam got his feelings hurt. So uh, Sam decided to leave the church, and he did not just leave the church, he left the church angry and wouldn't talk to anybody. Uh, probably some things got mixed around in his brain about who was responsible, and maybe there was some gossip, or maybe he just imagined some gossip, but somehow... He was hurt. He thought folks who were once for him were now against him, and he left, and he went home. Well, the problem, uh, probably if it had been the typical American church, you know, Sam would have left. He would have been bitter. He would have been hurt. He would have hurt for a lot of years. Maybe eventually he would have found another church he cared about. Uh, That's how it usually goes. The folks at at the church would have said, where's Sam? Or, man, I sure miss Sam. He sure did flip out, you know, and uh, that's, that's where it would have gone. But Sam had raised, Sam had grown a really good men's ministry. So after these guys calling Sam and trying to meet Sam for lunch and going by his business and, and, uh, and talking to his wife and doing everything they could to appeal to Sam, uh, finally they made a decision. And it's one of the most radical decisions I've ever heard of. And that's why I'm telling you the story today. They got Sam's wife's permission to camp in his yard. Now you have to understand, Sam won't answer anybody's calls. Sam has taken an extended vacation uh, or time off from work. 
He's locked in his house. Who knows what he's doing? But he will not come out. He will not see his friends. He will not come to the door uh, when uh, some of the men he most loved uh, and, and held dear in the men's ministry come to the door and try to get him to come out and talk to them. He won't answer the call of the former pastor. He won't answer the call of the current pastor. Sam has isolated himself completely. So what happens is these men say, we are not letting go of Sam. And so hundreds of them move onto Sam's property with his wife's permission and they camp in his yard and they put up great big signs that say, Sam, you're an idiot. Come out here and talk to us. Sam, we love you. We're not going away. Sam, you know, you can imagine all the different kinds of signs. And they camp in his yard and stay there and try to woo him out. Well, Sam's initial reaction is not to be moved and happy about this. He gets mad and he calls the police. So the police come. Here these guys have been camping in Sam's yard, pretty good sized yard, camping in his yard for days. The neighbors notice. The local TV has done a story on it. Finally, the police show up because Sam calls them. The police talk to the wife. The police talk to the guys who are in charge of this effort. Uh, and finally, the police go, walk up to the door, weaving their way through, you know, grills with barbecue on them and, uh, and, and sleeping bags, uh, walk up to the door and have Sam come to the door. When Sam comes to the door, all the guys start cheering and chanting for Sam. The police ask Sam, you know, what's going on? Are you okay, sir? What's happening? They figure out what's taking place. Finally, Sam goes back inside. The police go back to the head of the men's ministry and say, you know, uh, we, we wish our church people cared about each other as much as you guys do. So you're here. You're here legally. In fact, we're going to help you. And the police drive off. So the guys stay there. They, uh, the, the church guys stay there. They continue to camp. They continue to woo Sam out. The next day, uh, the police come back, not once but twice, once in the morning, once in the afternoon. Again, they call Sam to the door. Again, the guys begin to chant and cheer. The police are asking questions like, sir, are you in there alone? Sir, are there any weapons in there? Sir, we received reports that uh, something is not quite right here. And every time Sam comes to the door, the guys cheer, the guys chant, the guys call for him, and the police are doing this on purpose. The police are checking on Sam so that Sam has to come to the door. Uh, and by the way, they are genuinely getting complaints, but they're coming from his wife. And he's, the police are not telling Sam that. And finally, after days of this routine, the police come, Sam comes to the door, they cheer, they call to him, they hold up signs. They're not disruptive. Uh, they, they, but, but I mean men are on that yard, uh, several hundred of them, for days and finally, Sam comes out and Sam is reconciled, finally, because he sees that these guys love him, because he is not just allowed to drift away, because he is valued enough that these men take time off and sleep on the ground and try to get their buddy to come back. Now, <clears throat> my, my, uh, the thing that is so powerful about this story is that it's exactly the opposite of the way most churches, most religious institutions behave. We are so used to people coming and going. We are so used to offense. We are so used to uh, folks just uh, not really too surprised when somebody drifts away. Thank God these African-American men of this men's ministry somewhere on the eastern seaboard said, no, 
We are not letting Sam go. We're hanging on to him. He's ours. We're responsible for him. And we are willing to sit there until hell freezes over. That's what one of the signs said. Until Sam comes back home again. Now that attitude will do more than just build great churches. That attitude will change lives. And can you imagine what was modeled for the sons and daughters of those men that they cared enough about one man to bring him home? Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN, and a blogger for a number of leading online news services. His groundbreaking books on faith and American society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Faith of Barack Obama, The Mormonizing of America, and the soon-to-be-released Lincoln's Battle with God. You can learn more about Stephen at www.mansfieldgroup.com and connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell for Chartwell Literary Group.